Hey guys, I'm David. In this episode, Bryce Marshall and I talk about radical acceptance and reflections on 2020. Here we go. This started because we wanted something that didn't exist for us. Scheduled space to speak freely about our struggles, secrets, and successes. We wanted to challenge ourselves, hold each other accountable, and help each other grow. We don't always know what we're talking about, but that's kind of the point. Instead, we believe honest, open, vulnerable conversations move us toward deep connection and meaning. We invite you to join us, listening in and creating your own conversations with your friends. Welcome to Cucumber Talks. David, what would you like to talk about today? Yeah, so this year has been um, pretty interesting for all of us, and I just wanted to do a little bit of reflecting for my personal self and I'm kind of curious what you guys think about you know I guess what I'm about to share <laughs> um so let's start um around March I mean even February like the beginning of this year obviously nobody expected anything crazy to happen and i was like i want to say i started out the year at over 200 pounds <laughs> and fast forward to you know march february march i was like outside you know going to work you know traveling to work talking to like interacting with people every single day like hundreds of people and I was running every morning I remember when it was like cold and it started getting warmer but I was still running and um, just being surrounded by people and you know I guess that's supposed to be like normal like I think most people interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis and I remember I don't know if it was exactly the middle of March or at the end of March well I, I know the middle of March I, I stopped working so I was just living out of my room basically and and like I stopped running because I you know psyched myself out about everything <laughs> and yeah I don't know it's just I don't feel different, but I think it's hard to condense, you know, a whole year's experience into like one, one feeling or, or like, you know, it's really hard to like pick out different parts of the, of the experience of a whole year. But I guess just going from, you know, seeing a bunch of people talking to a bunch of people for work and, and, you know, exercise and everything being outside to like being in my room 99% of the time, I think I, I didn't even see family from, from like March till maybe July or August. So like there was like four months of time where I'd, I didn't even like, I don't even think I went outside like one time. <laughs> and 
I'm kind of curious uh, a little bit of your guys' experience too, but I don't know if if I'm going like crazy or maybe I'm not. It just like I don't feel different, but I mean that that's got to take some kind of a toll, right? When you have such a drastic change from you know from one extreme to the other but i don't know i just wanted to kind of share this and reflect on on the whole year because it you know it went from one extreme to the other and i don't really know how i feel about it it's hard to like you know self-diagnose something like this because <laughs> i feel like i feel fine i feel totally fine maybe i'm just an introvert but um maybe i need a therapist or something <laughs> you know i don't know if you guys have had like a similar experience but it was like you know polar opposite for me so i just wanted to mm. share that <laughs> yeah i never realized it was that extreme until now were you really <laughs> i knew you were staying at home most of the time but i didn't realize you like hadn't gone out of your room for four months i mean i would maybe go out of my room to like get water or something but i <laughs> was pretty much like holed up in my room for you know 99 percent of the time you know with this day and age you can order food you can get groceries and you don't really need to go outside and obviously with work stopping the the travel the commute the and then you know i don't know i don't even know why i stopped running i i guess i you know had a it went from like i don't know if you guys had the same experience but it went from like oh yeah this is nothing like this is probably nothing like m beginning of march to like what the hell is going on <laughs> and so i psyched myself out of even going for a jog down the the street, you know, where you don't really, at least in my area, you don't really pass anybody doing a jog like that. But it's like that unknown factor, you know. It so you'd say, <laughs> say most of it was a fear of COVID? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if that's embarrassing or normal <laughs> but i think yeah covid related and just you know my my work stopped so i just kind of honed in on you know what can i do online like i can't mm. and i'm sure most people experience that if they had a a stop in in job uh and work you know I couldn't even get a hold of, uh, well, what was it, like a uh, social security or whatever for like months. So it's, you know, with like the majority of people working, living paycheck to paycheck. I had a, I had some saved up, but <clears throat> you never want to like run it dry. So <laughs> I pretty much just stayed home and you know tried to do what I could to to survive. You know what strikes me as you're talking about it, David, is I think I, I don't know, I, maybe I didn't know as 
much how, how you know how isolated it was but i guess i kind of knew but what's what's weird is the like we've been doing this podcast through all of it too so <laughs> it goes back to the thing of how you can know somebody and then there's these parts that we just don't talk about because it's not like they're you know something we can't talk about but it's just for whatever reason it hasn't come up and then you know three or four months later you say something and we're like wait a minute we were talking to you through this whole time how do we not know this how you know it seems like that's such a big part you know <laughs> it's, yeah i mean it's not it's nothing to gloat about i guess but <laughs> what better place to to share something like that than here <laughs> yeah i think that's that kind of is the podcast in a nutshell how do you mean like talking about uncomfortable things you know mm. i don't know how uncomfortable this is for you to talk about david but i think if i had a similar experience it'd be something i'd try to hide yeah and, and yeah it's you know i'm sure there's a ton of people out there who can relate to this like yeah. what you just what you went through and maybe there's not a lot of people talking about it because they think that it's embarrassing that they've been holed up in their house for most of the year or that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's probably something that causes shame, but a lot of people are going through it. How do you, how do you feel about it, David? Like sh sharing it, not just like the experience of it, but like talking about it, does it, is it hard to talk about or is it just, we just haven't talked about it because we haven't talked about it. I mean, I think this topic is, I think it's difficult to share because it, um, it kind of works around a, I don't know. It's like talking politics, you know, in a way, because there's people that, you know, believe this, there's people that believe that. And so for whatever reason, it's, um, it's definitely difficult to share. It's, I guess I feel, I don't know. I feel maybe a little embarrassed and maybe like depressed looking back on it. Like when I was in it, I was like, you know, I wasn't just like sitting around like watching TV or just doing nothing. I mean, I definitely did that, but I was like trying to um, like desperately find uh, find something that that, you know, generates uh, income. And I mean, it's almost like a miracle that it how, how it worked out. Um, but yeah, I, and I think every I think there's a lot of people that can feel this, you know, when you when you lose your job and then you just stay home uh, out of, you know, fear or out of uh, the, you know, out of like needing to stay home or, or just uncertainty. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty sad, I think. Cause I usually see my family at least, you know, maybe once or twice a month. And so not seeing them for even for like a stretch of four months was kind of weird. It almost felt like uh, being overseas, you know, when you, yeah, you guys have been overseas. Yeah. So it's like, 
you didn't see family for a year, maybe even two years. And so, yeah, a little like PTSD, <laughs> but it's nothing that's not manageable. It's just, it's probably like a PSA, like, uh, you know, everybody should have a therapist, including myself <laughs> after like experiencing this year for, you know, whatever angle you experienced it at. <laughs> so I'm curious, David, to go back to what you said, maybe toward the beginning too, of how, so it seems like you had like three different parts to the year, <clears throat> at least, <clears throat> at least the way I'm understanding it. So you had like, as you started the year, sort of out of shape and, and living a normal, what we, I guess we call a normal life. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you are, you had, it seems like a big change there from the beginning of the year and then losing a bunch of weight and running and, and I don't know if you were, it sounds like maybe you were already kind of meeting with people through your work and so forth at the beginning of the year also. But mm -hmm. so you kind of had a change in the beginning of the year already that seems pretty dramatic like on any normal year <laughs> seems like that would be a big deal right and then yeah. you had another change that like sort of put that other change to shame as far as like oh well <laughs> wait a minute wait this is 2020 like <laughs> this is this is going to be a little bit different than we were thinking so um and then so almost like a looking back it seems at least the way you're describing it, it seems like you had sort of a like a down, you know, if you were to plot it on a graph or something like a down and then you kind of went up mm -hmm. and then maybe back down. And I'm yeah. curious, like how you feel like now, if you are still feeling like on the downside and are wanting to come back up, or do you feel like you've sort of come back up? Cause you know, we've talked about stuff with work and it seems like you're doing, doing pretty well in the sense of like being able to, get stuff going online and stuff like I'm I know I'm I'm pretty impressed with a bunch of that. So I guess I'm just curious how you're how you kind of frame it for yourself. You know, the the fourth quarter of the year. <laughs> what does that look like or how you yeah. how do you think of that? Well it's yeah it's pretty much like you said. I would say the fourth quarter <laughs> would be maybe it's like somewhere in the middle. Cause it's like, you know, I'm financially I'm you know I'm better off than you know a lot of people um like I I can you know buy food if I want or, or whatever um clean water <laughs> um but yeah definitely in the health department that was a big hit uh for me because I remember really enjoying waking up like a half hour hour early in the mornings and i mean i remember even biking like 40 minutes to work and back every day this might have been at the end of last year but yeah it was there was just a lot more activity and um even when i was stuck at home i would i would do more exercises at home than i am now so i'd say somewhere in the middle i'm like oh, okay. not at the you know at the best spot like the beginning of the year but i'm not completely down i think i just need to 
kick myself a little bit and do something, you know, more physical to kind of, you know, get that feeling back, like the running every day or jogging every day or something like that, getting some fresh air. <laughs> yeah. How much of it is, how much of it is actual fear and how much do you think it is like an excuse? Because I guess if you if you did get pushback about this new change of lifestyle from family members or other friends or other people who you told told talk to them about, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing they they might have said things like, "Oh, you're just using that as an excuse to to stay at home all day." Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, what? How do you personally feel about it? Do you think you're using it as an excuse to like? not get up early and go running or is there an actual fear of like COVID and getting sick and and all that? Well, I'd say in the beginning there was definitely a fear, but in terms of like, you know, let's say exercise, for example, I, you know, while I did stop running, I did a lot of stuff in my, apartment exercise wise so i'm not even sure like when that stopped maybe a couple months ago um so yeah there's no excuse for (laughs) there's no excuse for that (laughs) i mean of course it's fun to get fresh air but i had been you know doing exercises from home for you know months Mm. at that time so yeah, there's really no excuse for for that even dropping off, really. So that's definitely something I need to I need to just kick my butt into, you know. Even, you know, stretching. Something basic. Not to get, you know, specific, but <laughs> And I guess to follow that up, how do you anticipate your life changing or how do you want it to change? Like what yeah, what what changes would you like to see coming into the new year as hopefully it looks like the COVID stuff starts to die down or wrap up? Like I know things aren't gonna go back to normal anytime soon, but yeah, with the with the vaccine and stuff, it, hopefully, you know, like there will be some type of return to normalcy in twenty twenty one. Assuming that happens, I guess like what are you what are you trying to get to what type of lifestyle are you trying to trying to get get to um so i definitely i definitely want to um continue the you know side business potentially completely transferring over to that um i guess as soon as possible and i mean i know it's it's cold outside right now <laughs> at least here but i i want to at least you know walk outside or even like lightly jog or something the other thing that popped into my head is like i i i don't think like for the 4 months or whenever i was in here i didn't like be 
in the sun you know <laughs> like i'm surprised i'm not like ghostly looking because <laughs> yeah. i got like zero vitamin d <laughs> so yeah i think that would um would definitely in increase the you know my my uh mental health i guess it's one of those things that when you do it like i i've always felt you know such a positive feeling from but when you you know for me it's like an all or nothing kind of thing so i'm either all in it and i'm like clean eating and everything or i'm like completely off the rails no exercise and just like eating you know a can of beans or something to save money <laughs> so yeah i don't know if that answers your question but <laughs> and uh, what is what what i don't know i guess my life's a lot different like i don't feel any resistance to going out for a walk right now so i'm wondering what's stopping you oh probably to be completely honest there's nothing that's really stopping me except me <laughs> that i mean you know it's just it's either it, it either involves waking up a little bit earlier or just you know cutting a little more time out of a day to just you know clock out or you know whatever that means mm -hmm. to stop stop working and you know Hmm. go for a walk you know 30 minutes after eating or something you know something like that it's probably very beneficial to someone like me <laughs> yeah i don't know my, my head's spinning because i cannot stay inside <laughs> all day for one day or i'll start to go insane if i did it for four months i'd i can't imagine what would happen but i think there's there's I don't know what are what are the positives because you hear about people going on silent retreats like silent meditation retreats and stuff like that so I guess there's there's some positives too yeah I could be like a monk or something if I needed to <laughs> <laughs> oh no I don't know um I don't I don't feel like depressed or like crazy yeah. anxiety to go outside so I'm I imagine that either something's wrong with me or or maybe that's just my personality is very um uh, like introverted and like me just being by myself is kind of like keeps it on like an auto recharge, you know. That's how I um you know gather energy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is personality. There's there's some personality in how staying at home can affect you, you know, for mm -hmm. sure. Like, you know, what what's weird is personally I I think I identify with being extroverted, but but it's almost like a comparison game because like really I feel like I'm introverted, but I just really like hanging out with people. Like in the sense that I get energized. Anyway, people mm -hmm. around me say I get energized by being around people. So I, I go with that. But 
what's funny is Bryce, you're saying that you couldn't be by yourself. I I feel like I could, and maybe have in some cases, not for months, but oh no, I'm I'm saying I couldn't be inside. I could be by myself, although okay. I still think that would be hard. Yeah, that would that would be hard. That would be that would be hard too. Yeah. But also, I couldn't be inside. inside yeah. Long period. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I could be. And whether that's a good thing or not, I don't you know, I don't know. But it's just interesting, like the the um yeah, the personality where on one side that would be like torture and for other people mm-hmm. it's like default almost. Because that's that's what I kind of thought of when mm-hmm. you were when you were talking, David, is how I think what happens in times like this is that in a lot of cases anyway, you you just resort to whatever your baseline like sort of default mode is. Because a lot of the things, the triggers, the social triggers, like going to work and then the exercise trigger of riding your bike to work, when those go away, you don't have the triggers to do these habits that, you know, we would typically say is like a normal thing to do. (laughs) And so when they go away, you have to do them intentionally or they just don't happen. And so if your baseline normal, um, you know, like leaning, let's say is not to do those things then one day turns into two turns into three turns into four months and it's really easy to do that Mm -hmm. um and i think i think a lot of people would probably relate to that over over this time whether it's staying home whether it's being out of work and then being like because you know you have people who are out of work who there's some people who are like super antsy and, and can't like can't deal with that and then there's the other people who are like you wonder if they're ever going to go back to work because they're just like not doing anything. And, you know, and, and so it's it's just interesting how how the personality, I think, just plays into it so much of how how an experience, the same experience can be so much different mm-hmm. for different people. And the most interesting thing, at least to me, is that, David, you're saying you feel fine and you feel good. Yeah. So if you feel fi- if somebody feels fine and they feel good, then like. Who's to say that what they're doing is wrong? Yeah, I think it's just like a being, a, I don't know if complacent is the right word, but, you know, when you do something for a certain amount of time, it's just like the norm, you know, like if I, mm. you know, ate McDonald's every day, you know, my body, you know, bodies are just, bodies are, uh, I think, crazy amazing they just handle whatever you like give to it in such a fantastic fashion so i know that if i did something physical that i would feel better Mm -hmm. but i think just having not done something for so long um it just becomes normal you know yeah i think i'd feel better yeah I definitely need to do something. (laughs) I can definitely relate to that, though, too. And that's where Bryce, I think, going back to the personality differences of like, it's like my baseline is positive. You know, I'm like my baseline is I'm I'm happy and content is a tough word for me, but I'm happy. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't want more (laughs) or want also to, you know, like, I guess I can I can relate David in in my experience of COVID has been different, but I could imagine myself in your place where, um, you know, not going out for four months, let's say, 
and then not necessarily feeling bad about that, but then wanting something to do something else also. Mm-hmm. And like that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean an either or. It's not like I have to be by myself or I have to do the other or I have to be happy one way or the other. I can be happy both. Just like wanting wanting to change something even though maybe you are content even as you are. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for sharing it. That's a, again, I, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that, mm-hmm. especially this year. That's good. Yeah, I'll jump, jump into mine. Um, I guess I, I kind of wanted to talk about the upcoming year, 2021, maybe throw in some reflections on 2020 as well. Now that you've got me inspired, David. <laughs> um, Dude, yeah. Yeah, this past week has been kind of crazy. Have you guys have you guys heard that quote when the student is ready the teacher will appear? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of those quotes I guess that always gets thrown around in meditation and yoga and Buddhism and all that stuff and probably mm-hmm. just self-help in general. I like that. But I realize this I've realized this past week that maybe I'm ready <laughs> for the for the teacher to appear. Because it, it, like, two really great, like, things came in this week. It started with the Tim Ferriss episode with, um, the guy from Zen Habits. Leo Babauta. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. I didn't know how to say his last name. I'm just saying it with confidence. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that, that interview, like, every single thing they talked about, was what we've been talking about this entire year together. And it was really crazy. Like every single topic was super relatable to what we've been talking about. And to hear his perspectives on it, it was it was just really interesting. And then probably midway through their interview, they both recommended Radical Honesty, the book by Tara Brock. Radical Acceptance. Ra- radical Acceptance, not Radical Honesty, sorry. Yeah, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. And I had listened to stuff from Tara Brock before, but I'd never read her book. You know, it was just one of those things I figured, like, oh, this is, it's just going to be kind of corny. Tim Tim offers that disclaimer every time he mentions the book, and I still haven't read it. (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, I, I, I got it. I downloaded it on my Kindle, and I'm, probably five chapters in and mm. ev- every single thing in it is so amazing <laughs> and, you know it's like this is the book i needed and now i guess i'm ready for it mm. so, so you know maybe the first time or the second time or the 18th time tim ferris had talked about it i wasn't ready for it and then the 19th time I finally downloaded it and I was I was ready for it. And I was ready for it in a way that it just goes with everything that I kind of feel like I've been talking about. You know, from day one of the podcast, we've been talking about, like you guys were just talking about it, um, being content versus trying to improve. Yeah. That's the whole, like that's a core, core message of the book. And the way she explains it is just beautiful. And 
one one thing she said because she, she goes to get she she addresses all of the counter arguments to acceptance you know because when you hear the word acceptance you just think of complacency mm. she said radical acceptance isn't resignation <laughs> that just hit me really hard and she you know she addresses mm. all of those i remember the first few episodes of we recorded that's a lot about a lot of the stuff we talked about was complacency versus contentment mm-hmm. i had so many questions about it <laughs> and i was so stubborn with the issue and saying that the two couldn't coexist <laughs> and the, the way she explains it it's just yeah they they totally can exist coexist hmm. yeah you know last week i was just talking about like trying to find some love for myself or like some acceptance of shit that's gone on in my past and the stuff she talks about in the book is just it's just everything that i need right now so i'm just really Mm. glad that it appeared so anyway i was i was thinking about what i wanted for 2021 and the thing i came up with was this is gonna sound super corny super lame i love it already (laughs) I, I, i wrote it on my whiteboard uh, I want to accept myself completely. Mm. And that's all I want to practice. That's the main thing I want to try for 2021. It's just to, I, I, I think it's in that book or I heard somebody else say it, but it's like, try to become your own best friend. Mm. Again, it's sounds super corny when you say it, but mm if you can just treat yourself like a friend, things things are a lot, a lot better. So, uh, that's what, that's what I want to do for 2021. And she gives a lot of practical, practical tips in the book too. And one of the practical tips is just to pause and be with your negativity or be with your um be with your emotions mm. instead of trying to fix mm. them and so I'll, I'll just jump ahead it all kind of culminated last night you know my my emotions so marshall i guess that that thing that you always bring up about my baseline being negative it's more like i'm all over the place mm. Mm. So maybe I wasn't, maybe I wasn't exactly accurate. Like usually I'm, it's kind of like being bipolar, I guess, but it's not super extreme. Like usually I'll be really happy or I'll be kind of down. And when the downs are really down, then I feel like I need to fix it. Like I need to get back to the the ups. Mm -hmm. So the whole point of, of the, the radical acceptance book is to just be with yourself when you're down Mm -hmm. instead of trying to immediately jump back up. Mm -hmm. So the the past week, it's been like high, 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 high. Mm -hmm. And she, she talks, she describes it perfectly in the book. It's like, you know, the low is coming. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time. 
So when it comes, don't try to fight it off. Just be with it. Mm-hmm. So last night it just the, the lows came. I woke up at twelve. I'd gone. I'd fallen asleep at around nine, and I woke up around midnight. And I just was like flooded with this negativity and anxiety. Mm. Just like mm. everything, <laughs> like ten different bad things rushing into my mind at once. Like, mm-hmm. um, oh God, you just woke up in the middle of the night. Now you're not going to sleep well, and your whole schedule is going to be thrown off, and you're going to feel grumpy when you wake up. And <laughs> the neighbors are being noisy and having a party, and now you're going to have to listen to that. And your fault for living in this place, and you have to go get a COVID test tomorrow and all of this stuff that just happened for Christmas because you were feeling sick and Christmas Mm. got spoiled for everybody. And um, it's super cold outside and I hate the cold. (laughs) 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 Um, I I spent the, spent all of Christmas just sitting around on my bed and watching Netflix and I did an exercise and kind of feel like crap and overate. And, you know, it's just like all these things just Mm. coming at me at once and my normal reaction would have been to just like try to fix it i'm not sure Mm. what i would have reached for but i would have reached for something Mm -hmm. Mm. so yesterday was like the first time i just like okay why don't you just go sit with all this because the book she she describes it as taking a pause it's like why don't you just go pause and sit with everything and the emotions that come up, just accept them. I think she says, accept them with an open heart. So whatever that means, but just try not to judge them, you know? (laughs) So, so Mm -hmm. I did it and it was really amazing. It was, it was really amazing. I just sat for like an hour and a half and just let all of the negative stuff come up. And I didn't try to solve it. I just kind of sat there and I tried to just be non-judgmental about everything. Mm-hmm. And it 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 felt really good because it. I think the main message of the book is when you try to fix it, you're telling yourself that you're there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like, like David, you just used that language. Like maybe there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to a point where I I don't think there's something wrong with me. Mm. like there's just that's sometimes I, I have negative feelings sometimes i'm up sometimes i'm down and when the downs come it's just a good opportunity it can be a learning experience like i can fully embrace this negativity and just be with it and it's not something that i have to run away from or hide from i can just be in it yeah and i'll close all that <laughs> with saying it really, it reminded me of, I'm not, it's, it's the thing people always tell you about psychedelics. Like when you are um, going to take psychedelics is that if you try to reject the, the stuff that comes up, it's just going to make the trip way worse. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you're pushing away the bad stuff, it's just going to get worse. So in 2021, I'm just not going to, I'm going to try my best not to push away the bad stuff. I'm just going to try to be with it. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Thank you for letting me 
talk about that experience. Thanks and a wonderful sharing. analogy too. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's so true. Now I need to read that book. <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy. Like, that's like last night when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. Huh. It's so perfect. <laughs> hmm. There's this guy I met when I was backpacking back in 2011. He was from Chile. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we were on the same bus from Chiang Mai. Well, it wasn't a bus. Um, the A slow boat or something. Like we got picked up in Chiang Mai and uh, we took the slow boat to a town in Laos, Long Prabang, I think. And uh, yeah, we just got to know each other on the slow boat ride. And then we stayed at the same guest house and it was a really small town. So we just, everybody that was on that slow boat just ended up hanging out with each other. (laughs) 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 There wasn't really a lot of, there wasn't really anywhere to go. Like everybody stayed on the same street and went to the same places. So, <laughs> so anyway, I just hung out with this guy. I ended up hanging out with him for about a week, maybe. I don't know, a few di- at least a few days. Hmm. And then ended up seeing him again in Cambodia randomly. Wow. And anyway, this guy, he's the first person I've met who was just authentically like relaxed. Hmm. Um and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because he was on vacation. You know, you could just tell <laughs> This was his his personality. Like he was just relaxed. I think relaxed is the best way I can put it. And you know, I, I know it's not the goal to get into the comparison game or anything, but I'd like to strive for that level of relaxed. Mm. <laughs> you know, even in the even in the lows, you you can kind of take it and not get too overwhelmed he always he always comes up in my mind as as someone to to emulate yeah you you guys may have heard this story but Derek Sivers Mm. he's a great dude it seems like anyway I don't know him personally but um, he has that story about how he was riding his bike to work and I think he talked about it on the Tim Ferriss show or some podcast that I heard him on, but he was talking about how he was riding his bike to work. And then and maybe we've even talked about this here. I'm not sure, but riding his bike to work and trying to beat his personal best time each time. And then one day he was like, I'm not really going to do that. I'm just going to ride at a leisurely pace. <laughs> and, you know, his personal best was like 42 minutes and he rode at a leisurely pace and couldn't believe it when he looked down and it, it took him, you know, 45 minutes. And he's like, was it worth four minutes? You know, like four minutes, really? That, you know, I'm like, maybe it was even closer than that. But, you know, it was like, really, he was like, I'm just going to go through life like that. And there's a bunch of people I could reference as examples. Like Steve Pavlina has some quotes about that stuff, too. And yeah, just like trying really hard, but don't try really hard. Like it shouldn't feel like you're trying really hard. You know what I mean? Like when you start, when you get to that striving point or that, yeah, like. It's not what it's about. Like you've you you've you can have the goal, but always have that goal prefaced by in a leisurely and relaxed manner. <laughs> you know. Hmm. I guess. Um, um I want to know if you guys have these bodily experiences, and 
when you have them, what do you usually do? Um, you know, when you just get so angry that you're uh, like, you, you can feel it in your body. I don't know if constriction or tightness or it's like a, this <laughs> I put cra- together a bunk bed. Rush, the last couple of, days. I know exactly of what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when you're, when you're trying to put together a bunk bed and it's super frustrating and just nothing will fit and you can't, figure out the instructions. So in those moments, do you usually just plow through it and keep forcing the pieces in? Dude, great <laughs> great analogy. I, I literally had this problem like this, what was it Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? I was building this bunk bed. I brought in Gage, my son, to like take a look at this and see what, you know, like he was going to hold one side and help me on the other side. And and I was like, okay, well, let's just leave this bolt out. We'll do the rest of them and go back afterward. And turns out they had just made the thing wrong. And so that bolt was never going to fit in there. And it was totally fine without it. But I probably spent half an hour trying to get this bolt in there. And I did not handle it well. But, <laughs> but you know, great, great example of, yeah, like, why did, like, just go on to the next thing. Maybe, Maybe I'm doing it wrong or maybe, you know. Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Sometimes that killer instinct is helpful, but things like maybe I'm too much on the killer instinct, so I need somebody to tell me to relax more. <laughs> maybe other people are like, no, you could use a little killer instinct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, just I, that again, physical feeling. Yeah. The, it's like, that's not right. That's not good. <laughs> but I, I, the, the takeaway from the book, at least so far, I haven't finished it, is that it doesn't have to be resignation, but take a step back, pause, like mm-hmm. kind of let yourself feel that emotion for a few seconds, a minute, maybe an hour, however long. Mm-hmm. And then give yourself a little space and understanding to feel those emotions. And then maybe that'll, maybe right afterwards, you just go back to trying to make the the peace vote. Mm. Like it, it doesn't have to mean you, it, you, you do something different, right? But maybe you just do it with a little more, uh, compassion. <laughs> I don't know. Compassion for yourself. Hmm. Yeah. I think when I'm come across a situation like that, unless there's a, unless there's a time crunch, I will almost, and and it's weird because I like the way you put it just to sit in it. I don't sit in it. I will, if it's something that can't be solved quickly, then I will snooze it for a later time, maybe even the next day and like come back with a fresh mind or, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm being lazy. Maybe. Great word. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, like I'll, I mean, even at work, I'll, I'll literally snooze a ticket or something <laughs> unless it's a, you know, something crazy urgent. Just come back to it later. Um, I don't know if that's, uh, that's good or that's, bad. I mean, that's not better than what I usually do because... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe usually I need when, to sit in it. <laughs> well, like usually when I encounter a frustrating situation or I'm in an argument or something like that, I'll just like 
keep going, keep going until I mm. try to get some type of outcome. Yeah. I do that too, yeah. With like uh like friendships or relationships for sure. But I've noticed a lot of the time a lot of people are time oriented. Like they just need time. Oh. They literally just need time. And you can just, you know, kind of like put the bookmark in and come back to it a little bit later. And it's like, everything is better now. <laughs> well, so. I don't know. I'm like kind of excited about the next argument that Lacey and I have. <laughs> You're like, going to initiate it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to see if I can handle it differently than mm-hmm. I normally do. So kind of use it as an opportunity because it's going to come, you know, it's, it's inevitable. And I think that's the, that's the thing I've been doing wrong is that I, I want to try to construct this life where I don't have any arguments with my wife mm. that we're just so awesome yeah, that we'd never, that you hate, there's nothing that you yeah, have problems, yeah. just yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That everything's oh. perfect and that I get to this amount of money that I never hmm. have to worry about money and like try to construct this life that's so perfect. Wow. Yeah. But um, maybe so you instead come from the same. Oh, go ahead, sir. I was just gonna say, like, just accept that. Yeah, there's gonna be confrontations and disagreements. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when the next one happens, kind of like, I don't want to say enjoy it, but like let it be an experience in and of itself. And maybe I can just, I don't know, ask her for a few minutes to just breathe and collect myself and kind of experience those emotions. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Let me know how that works out. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of curious if if you approached uh, situations like that from the same angle every time. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, I have to have an outcome. I have to, I have to, I have to win. I have to, you know, I have to, to especially if, if something, um, computer examples are the best, best (laughs) examples. You know, if you're trying to install something or, um, resolve some conflict online with, with business or it's like you, I want to just keep pushing until I get the outcome so I can feel like I did something and that I can feel like, um, what's the word resolution? Like I feel like I, it gives me value. Like my value comes from completing those things or I get value from completing those things. Mm. And then the agent that makes that change or makes that. Yeah. Or getting my point across in an argument, like winning, winning, winning that yeah that's that's my usual usual approach mm-hmm. because i'm uncomfortable with the bad feelings i want to resolve those bad feelings mm-hmm. i'm saying those um, those are bad and you are, there's something wrong with you if you have those bad feelings i think a lot of people can relate the treating yourself as a friend thing works because you know your friends have problems Right. So if you think of yourself as a friend, it's like, oh, oh yeah, of course this person's going to have problems. And what do you do as a best friend? You don't, you like, 
okay, maybe you try to solve your friend's problems, but kind of like what we've talked about before is sometimes you just need to listen or ask good questions. So if I can be a friend to myself, I can just kind of be understanding instead of, instead of judging and like trying to fix, 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 fix. Right. Ironically. Yeah. It's like going back to some of what we talked about in last week's show, Bryce, when you were sharing some stuff and then, you know, as I was re-listening to that, I was like, yeah, I mean, it is like that friendship where you're just like, sure, I, I see this stuff that you're talking about in the past, but it doesn't affect the way I think of you as much as I imagine it would for you to yourself or if it was me to myself. And then it also brings up the other point that I think uh, David said. Right, David, you said, uh, what was the word? Like invest, not in, not as invested in it. And it's weird because you you think that you'd want to be invested in your friendships and your friends, but there's sort of this detachment that allows you to, when somebody says something that's, you know, where they, um, like something something bad happened, or you know, it goes back to the bunk bed experience for me, right? If I, I I'm so invested in making this thing the right way, mm. and there's like a little bit of not caring and and not caring not in a bad way necessarily but just in a like this is not the world <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like all the phrases i don't have to die on this hill this is not the you know this is just pausing and realizing that taking that perspective i think we do that for our friends but we don't do that for ourselves so that's my 2021 plan that's awesome Really appreciate you sharing that. I'm gonna add that yeah. book to my list, and uh... <laughs> when when you are ready for it, it will appear. So it's like, okay, so my twenty one twenty twenty one plan is read this book. <laughs> yeah, I'll spend the whole year reading it. <laughs> I still haven't finished the book I started this at the beginning of the year, my Einstein biography. <laughs> In due time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll I'll kind of jump into mine a little bit here. The um what I was curious about and really what I've been thinking a lot about over the last week or so is year end stuff, resolutions, goals, year end reviews, whatever, all that stuff. I think I typically start more from a reflection perspective than I do a planning for the next year. There certainly is some planning for it, but it's like, I haven't gotten to that point in my mind for this year yet. So to me, I'm like, do I even plan anything for next year? I don't know if I do. I'm sure I will, but I just haven't worked through all the reflecting yet. So I don't feel like I'm ready to do the forward looking part. But my, mine's kind of like the contrast of, of David's in that. And that there is, again, like, I don't know that you had this feeling as much, David, for yours. But for me, there is a little bit of, um, I don't know if shame is the right word, but uncomfortableness in saying this because um i feel very like privileged i guess is the word but um like i've had a great year i've had a great 2020 and in the midst of everybody who has not had a great year um in so many ways like so you know whether it's being out of work for you know whatever and not having any money or losing you know, houses to losing family, you know, or, or people, you know, 
um, through all of this, it feels there is a there is a sort of a guilt that I don't want to have. Like I I don't know that I actually have it, but I have it when I try to share it. If that makes sense. Like I don't actually feel guilty for having a great year, but I feel like I have to be careful talking about having a great year because depending upon who I'm talking to, there's uh, different, you know, I guess reactions to how how that how that goes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting, of course, because like I, so my situation as far as work goes, which is kind of the the first thing that I think health and work, right, are the are the two things that people have gone through this year. In addition, you know, riots and elections and all this other stuff that you know just been just a wild year. But I've worked the whole time. I had I didn't like lose a single day of being at work, my job. Mm-hmm. Um, we had as a company our best year ever as a company. Um, partially, there may have been some of that as a result of COVID, but probably not. It's not like we had a good year because people were out of work and we were like coming in and putting in security systems. We just, thankfully we were able to like, we had a good team and we had a lot of momentum going into the year. So that was good. And then personally, I, you know, I've, I, you know, everything from like my wife and I have really tried to work on our, uh, our marriage and our relationship together. We, we attended a, like a uh, conference or what like workshop type thing a couple times it was supposed to be four <laughs> one, once a quarter and they haven't done the last one yet because i guess it got shut down or something i don't know but um <laughs> but just being intentional about that has been a big thing and then there's been all these projects that because of uh in a lot of ways because of being shut down and not being able to go out and do as much stuff um I mean, I wrote and published a book, and that's one of those things that I didn't know that I wanted to do, especially like a novel. But then I did it, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Um, we started this podcast, which I think is probably a top thing for me for this year, just the podcast side, but also just the conversation and the sort of the learning about myself and you guys through it. Mm-hmm. And then um, last but certainly not least, like the number one thing that if nothing else happened this year would still be amazing. Uh, we had a baby. So like there's all these things like just stack on top of each other that it's been just a great, great year um, for me. And so looking back, it's kind of a weird year to, there's certainly been some things that I've, um, I guess, wanted to improve and that's kind of usually how I start the review. It's like, okay, how do I, you know, what went well and then what went not so well or what can, you know, like what do I want to continue into next year versus what I want to not continue into next year or try mm. to improve on. But yeah, because there's been so much that's been good, it's almost weird to look back and be like, well, what do I, how do I even think about next year? You know, and that goes back to the, like I haven't gotten to that phase of like, forward thinking i think i'm just in this phase of being grateful for the past year there's um i think one of the things i guess i talked about uh last week was there's this like making money uh part of me that i'm i'm interested in for next year and 
really goes back to what I've been thinking about and talking about for the last couple of weeks, I guess, with friendships and so forth. I think I, I realized because of not, well, part, partly it's be, mainly it's because of this podcast. I think, I think I've realized like, oh, wow, there's a whole other level of friendship that I'm, I'm missing out on with people that I can level up my standard of what I expect from friends or not like expect from friends, but expect from a friendship, let's say, you know, a, a different level of honesty and a different level of just connection, I guess. So anyway, I'm not sure what I, I'm getting at with all of this, but it's been kind of a, kind of a, um, I guess I would just want to say emotional uh, thing to go through and, and kind of reflect on a lot of this over the last week and just how it's just, I think it's just wild how different, like different people's circumstances can be through the same time period because of, you know, whether it's because of the work situation or because of the health situation. Like I'd never got sick, uh, like period, <laughs> whether it was like COVID or otherwise, like I've been really healthy this, well, I won't say really healthy, I probably, but you know, like I, I didn't get sick at all this year. Um, I didn't really have anybody close to me that's been gone through any kind of scares on the COVID front. I have a grandparent who's not doing so well health-wise, but um, that's kind of unrelated to, to COVID. So, yeah, it's just wild looking back on the past year and, and how different things can be for people. And I think the takeaway for me, hmm, I don't know what the takeaway is yet. I think I'm still... I think I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> or if there is one, I don't know if there is one. It might just be one of those things to like review back and think about, you know. Is that the first time you've talked about that? Like how great your year was? Probably. There's been a couple. No, it's not the first time. But it is probably the more in-depth time. Like I think I've casually s said that phrase like, oh, it's been a great year. And it's sort of like a joke almost like I don't mean it as a joke, but because I say it like people sort of think it's almost like, you know, when you say something really true and then it comes out as sarcastic, <laughs> it's like, I didn't mean it sarcastically. <laughs> it's like ironically unironic or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, Yeah, I have I have one friend at work who also. Has said the same thing. He had a baby this year as well. And obviously was at work with me, so he had the same, you know, we we weren't out of work. Um, he actually did have a, somebody fairly close to him who, who actually died, was one of the COVID deaths. Um, but but overall, he, he's, he, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about it just because we're also in the same boat of like, oh, it's been a, it's been a great year. And I guess I just wanted to share it with you guys because well especially in the context of what we're talking about today because you guys are all talking about you know the year and it's like huh how how is how's my year been well actually it's been great <laughs> do you feel like i think you mentioned this before but i just wanted to clarify do you feel like bad or any like negative feelings about sharing something like this publicly 
at least. Yeah. Um, I, I think I kind of do. I, I, I don't feel as bad like with you specifically, but yeah, like other people who might hear it, it I think there is that sort of, it's a, it's a weird thing because it, it's more like an apprehension be, and it's and it goes back to the people pleasing or the caring about other people because it really isn't like I don't personally feel bad that I had a great year, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But mm-hmm. I feel bad. It's it's kind of like, uh, y- you know, I'm trying to think of like a really extreme example to like make a comparison. But like somebody tells me that, uh, you know, their grandma died and I'm like, oh, my grandma's fine. Like that just seems really insensitive. Right. Like I don't feel bad that my grandma's alive, <laughs> but to say that in that conversation seems like inappropriate all, you know what I mean? So I think that's maybe closer to what I feel is that I don't feel bad that I had a great year, but mm-hmm. it feels almost inappropriate to say that. And so I don't want to, uh, I don't know that I don't want to feel inappropriate, but I, I guess I just want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Are most of the inputs that you're getting like negative in general um you know it's probably like does that that make sense like most of the people that are talking to you about their lives is it like 95 percent? oh my god 2020 has been the worst and then that just leaves no space for you to have conversations yeah that's funny i when you first said it i was gonna say no i don't it's probably more made up in my mind than it Mm. is a reality but that's also not true. There, it, there definitely has been people. I think what it is is it's it's not as many people who are really close to me. And by close to me, I really mean like my family. <laughs> there's a couple people at work. You guys. There's a couple, you know. It's more like the general where I would go to like acquaintances, like people I interact with that I get the feeling. Um but yeah, I don't know that I've actually had a negative reaction like where I've said, well, the most negative of reaction that I've had is me saying, oh, it's actually been like my best year ever. And somebody sort of being a smart aleck back or thinking that I'm being sarcastic about it. That's probably the most negative reaction. Like nobody's been like, how dare you have a good year on the backs or the lives of all these people, you know, or like nobody's nobody's said anything close to anything like that. Um so, yeah, it's probably more, well, it's a combination of, like, just the feel of what I get off of, I guess, maybe social media. Because I was going to say, like, the news, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't watch the news. I don't know how I even get news. <laughs> like, how do I even know what's going on? I really don't. I don't know. Um, but however that comes to me, I feel like there's a general sense of, you know, just 2020, can't wait for it to be over type thing. And I'm like... I mean, I mean, I don't mind it being over, but it's been great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and, you know, I wonder, as I'm saying it, too, I wonder if there's I wonder if there's that feeling, if that feeling has happened before for me with things. And this might be a whole other conversation, but I wonder if that feeling's happened for me before on things where I've felt. Let's say successful, whatever that you know means, depending upon what field it's in or whatever topic we're talking about where I've felt successful in something and not felt bad about it personally, but there's sort of a, 
um, maybe an apprehension to talk too highly of it or talk too much about it because it seems like bragging or it seems like it seems like I guess I just keep coming back to that word like insensitive, you know, mm. where this other person didn't have that same experience, wasn't able to do that, whether it's their own fault or somebody else's fault or, you know, no fault of their own, whatever. They didn't have the same thing that I had. It reminds me of when Kim Kardashian posted pictures of her birthday party on Twitter like earlier this year. Do you remember that? You oh, guys, yeah. you guys aren't on Twitter following Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no, like, I, I was gonna say I, Twitter, I don't. But, I but remember this is how I hear about my news. Like people, like you, tell me about stuff like this. And I'm like, oh, okay, that happened this year. <laughs> yeah. So she posted. David, you saw it. She posted pictures so of self-serving like, and yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing as Marshall's talking about, right? right like, right. Is it insensitive She's for like, Kim I'm Kardashian so <laughs> to have a, a a blessed life? Right. Is she not reading the room or? <laughs> Should, should we just let her live her life and let right. you live your life? And if you're, yeah, she's you're always blessed. been on the internet, so it's it's not like a surprise. But with everybody having such a, you know, yeah. quote unquote down year, and that's right. definitely media influenced, right? For her to be like, I'm so blessed and grateful, you know. Well, and isn't it like three yeah. million dollars at it or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, Isn't it, it the is. same situation as Marshall's, though, more or less? I mean, yeah, it is. At, on a smaller scale, yeah. It's a different scale. It's a different level, but yeah, it is. Like, one person doesn't even have, I mean, whatever basic necessities that they have. or I guess the difference is Marshall's not, like, posting it publicly on social media. I mean, media. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> He's declaring it to our, our podcast audience. <laughs> yeah. How dare it doesn't you, count because there's only four people who listen. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> can we leave off the outro on this episode so nobody can contact us? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's, yeah. yeah, it's probably exactly the same. I feel, of course, better use talking about this because you're a, um, like a normal human. <laughs> Yeah. More relatable, I should say, than someone like old Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of yeah. goes goes to the race topic we talked about. Not mm. not if I not sure if I want to press that button right now, but it's <laughs> like should you feel guilty for being white or being a white male born into a rich family or a Middle class family, right? Well, yeah, very true. Yeah, I think it comes back to well, the same thing with sharing it too. Is that I don't think I should feel guilty about any of those. Like if yeah. I was Kim, I don't think I don't think Kim should feel guilty. Hmm. Personally, I don't. I don't think she should. But sharing it, it the reading the room was a great way to phrase it, I guess, Bryce, or you know. That's where it gets weird. It's like, well, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's the same conversation of like talking about your income or, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things that just like mess up relationships or you can potentially like mess up relationships, I guess, or but I don't know. I don't, that's, I don't know that, if there's a that, solution. That, that sounds like it sounds like you're going down the people pleasing. Right, right. Uh, exactly. Like, 
but the like, whole book. Yeah. It's like, just do you. Mm-hmm. I agree with that at the end of the day. I'm glad you mentioned gratitude, though. That's another one of those cheesy or things that have become cheesy. But it's probably the thing that's saved me. I don't know if saved is the right word, but it's like the thing that's kept me sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like really stressful situations or situations that I found stressful. Just like practicing gratitude. And then I think when you might be getting woo-woo with the law of attraction stuff, but I think when you practice gratitude, you bring more of that into your life. Like when you experience clearly express the things that you like that are happening to you you're kind of communicating that you want more of that Mm -hmm. and then more of it will come because you're like showing appreciation for those things it's the secret yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think i've talked about it with you guys but one of the things i do every year is make a list of things that i've done over the past year or, or it doesn't have to be actually things I've done but typically it's things that I've experienced let's say over the past year and I started it at I don't remember what year I started it probably 10 or 15 years ago doing this but it's so for this year it'll be 120 things from the past year memories I guess and next year it'll be 121 and the year after that 122 so it goes with the year but whatever the number, I would say something bigger than 100 or 100 or more, right? Because if you go with 10, you're going to go with like the basics that you think about every day. If you go with 50, you're going to think about the big things and maybe a couple small things from the past week or so. But by the time you get to 100, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you forgot about and you have to almost look back at your calendar and be like, what did I do that weekend? You know? And sometimes it's just like, oh, I watched Netflix all weekend or I, you know, whatever all weekend. <laughs> but you can put that on there. And they don't have to all have to be good stuff. Like a lot of times I'll put stuff on there that's not actually fond memories. They're just memories. Like don't try to put just good stuff. But that's a like a practical way to be grateful because the next year or the year after that or whatever, you can look back at those lists and realize like how much of a life you've lived. So a lot of times you won't remember. You'll remember like the three things. Like for this year, I'll remember that I had a baby. I'll remember maybe that we started a podcast, but th- you know what I mean? Like you start, you, you lose track of all the hikes that I went on and the ice cream that I got. And you know, that you lose track of the details, but if you have some kind of a list that has a bunch of that on there, you can remember it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I just say that because it's a, it's a practical way to be grateful instead of just being like, if, if, if being grateful is too, what did you say? Right. It's like, woo woo. <laughs> um, just making a memory list can be helpful too. Because it, it it I think it does the same thing without you feeling like you're <laughs> being grateful. <laughs> mm. No, that sounds cool. I, I'm okay. probably going to try that. Hey guys, this is David. We hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. Our goal is to inspire people to have more honest and vulnerable conversations. You can help us do that by not only sharing the show but also having meaningful conversations of your own. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe to catch our next talk.